Yes, I am a pirate. Two hundred years too late. The cannons don't thunder. There's nothing to plunder. I'm an over forty victim of fate. Arriving too late. Arriving too late. What's up, my pirate nation? What up? Rise. There you go, big dog. At fuck you, big dog. <laughs> Rats Nation. That's, that's big dog. That's what he does. Uh oh, we got a, a dog came out of his house tonight. Big dog's here. What's up, big dog? Woof woof. Glad to be here. Glad to talk to you guys. It's been a minute. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, Pod 111, uh, Week 9, NFL. Uh, what's going on, Joey? Let's get it started. Yeah, hope everybody had a good Halloween. What a what a holiday it is. Did you guys uh, dress up at all? Yeah, it was my typical uh, tally that uh, Wiggs' girlfriend made for me a couple <laughs> years ago. Um, I break it out every year, so yeah. It's always good. Everyone laughs at it, which is fun. Yeah, I didn't dress up. My kids did. They were dumb. They were dumb and dumber. Yeah, I saw your kids. They were that was good. Big dog no costume this year? Nothing for me. When's the last time you dressed up for Halloween? Uh is it Bulge I, Man? <laughs> no, I I think it was a party at Samansky's and uh I dressed up as like an elementary school teacher where I had like the denim skirt thing. Uh pick up of it on my uh my Instagram way back, but uh it's it's worth checking into. It's one of my better costumes. Couldn't have talked Joey Gladstone. I mean, all of college was pretty pretty good for me. I, I like really enjoyed my run there. Speaking of college, uh, RIP the general. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my ass. Yeah, uh, hadn't been looking good for a long time. Uh, yeah, but always surprising to hear the news. But for sure, maybe that will uh, inspire this year's roster to uh, get their heads out of their ass and maybe do a little something with all that talent. Counting on you, Trey. Now, hey, I'm tired of this shit. I'm sick and fucking tired of an eight and ten record. I'm fucking tired of losing to Purdue. I'm not here to fuck around this week. Now you may be, but I'm not. Let's, let's talk uh, about the show tonight. So we've been uh, pretty focused on fantasy football lately. we got a few managers, Jake, me, and Big Dog, probably not going to win the championship this year. So tonight I think we're going to be a little less fantasy football focused. We're still going to go through the, the jizz picks, obviously, and make our picks, talk a little bit about the league trades and, and uh, what we think about what's going on, but I think... Tonight, maybe uh, a little, a little shena- some shenanigans tonight, maybe. Yeah, it's only right with Big Dog here, so let's get into it. Boss of the week. Boss of the week. All right, guests first. Go ahead, Big Dog. Give us your first nomination. 
I'm going to go with Wendell. He uh, he made he made the big move, and yeah. uh, I think he put himself in the ultimate contender list for this season. Um, looking over the rosters, I'm I'm really impressed with where Wendell's at now, and he kicked my ass a little bit this past weekend. So kudos to you, Mr. Wendell. Nice play that time by Jared Wendell. Yeah, I definitely got it done. It was uh, a close one last week, but yeah, adding digs to that roster is uh, pretty nice. It looks like was taking a look at that as well today. He, definitely big upgrade. The Chase Diggs combo is pretty phenomenal. Yeah, and Joe, you got paid obviously. Yeah, great haul, Joe. Yeah, we'll see what I can do with it. Maybe I'll do something better than buying Zeke Elliott and Dalvin Cook like I did uh, in years past. Okay, my nomination for this week is my mother, Sharon Scott. It is her birthday today. I do this every year, I think. Oh, nice. Uh, what a wonderful mom. She puts up with my rants, scheming, and over- overall shitty attitude. Uh, <laughs> you know, I called her tonight and asked her what they did to celebrate, and she was actually in the car. Coming back from Valpo. Ooh. And what they do, they went to a movie and they went out to eat at a little restaurant called Stacks. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to Greg, his favorite restaurant in the Valpo area. My, my parents ate there tonight. Yeah, I didn't know that he got into the food business. <laughs> <laughs> little restaurateur. Uh, all right, for me, I went the new Mr. October, Corey Seager. Now Seager to right center field, way back there, and good again! Corey Seager does it again! Uh, two for five last night, another homer, uh, putting up the Rangers up 3-1. Uh, I think it was 0-0 when I came downstairs uh, in the fourth, uh, so... Could 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 put it away tonight. One win away, one win away from the Rangers winning the ship. Uh, so some weird stats. Uh, both Seager and Reggie Jackson have played seventy-seven career playoff games. Seager nineteen home runs. Reggie eighteen. Both have forty-eight RBIs. Reggie did win five World Series and an MVP. Seager has one and one MVP as well in twenty twenty. So, but could could come to number two tonight. I think uh, if, they, if the Rangers win this series, I think he's got to get uh, MVP. He's been pretty pretty uh, lights out. You forgot the great stat for Reggie Jackson where he ran over two fans trying to run to the dugout, too, during a World Series. That's right. That's right. You're right. <laughs> what a great clip. You freaking just, I mean, Terry Tate's a couple people. Forearm shivered a couple on the way through. Yeah, he looked like, uh, you know, running back coming through the hole there. All right, big dog. Uh, you got another nomination? I'm going to go with the 49ers organization as a whole. I think a third rounder for Chase Young is pretty ridiculous, and I, I can't believe that they were able to swindle them like that. So 49ers, John Lynch, well done. Yeah. I mean, when you look at the Montez sweat trade that the Bears did, I mean, they traded away a second-round pick uh, for Montez sweat, and the 49ers gave up a third-round pick. And that's going to be like a difference of 50 picks when you think about it because the the 49ers is going to be at the end of the third round, Bears at the beginning of the second round. And is, is Montez Sweat that much better than Chase Young? I don't know. Chase Young is uh, two, three years younger than Sweat. Younger. 
Yep, that's the Bears. Yeah, nice D-line, huh? Probably, I don't know, them in Philadelphia, it's toss-up to me. For sure. Joey? All right, my uh, second nomination is a rest in peace. Matthew Perry, a.k.a. Chandler Bing from the show Friends. So he passed away this week at age 54. In Perry's book, he detailed how he became addicted to Vicodin after a jet ski accident. And he claims in that book, at one point, he was taking up to 55 painkiller pills a day and that his weight would fluctuate from 225 pounds all the way to 128. And that's just ridiculous. Well, I also, so this is more of a serious note. I wanted to especially highlight this, not just because he was a pill-popping animal, but because Matthew Perry is like just another example of how big pharma doesn't give one fuck about you and me. So the industry is perfectly happy prescribing super addictive drugs that kill thousands of people every year and spending billions of dollars lobbying the government. Big dog, you know what I'm talking about. Hey, (laughs) that was just that one time. It was just that one time. They would never do that in other circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. Since there's no such thing as any kind of, you know, they want to make sure that there's no uh, remedies like marijuana or addiction treatments, you know, like psilocybin because it's just not profitable enough. So didn't want to start this early on the rants, but we started it early on Boss of the Week. So rest in peace, Matthew Perry. Man, just think you could have just smoked a blunt and ate some shrooms and you would have been good probably, right? Probably. I mean, I'm, I'm okay. I'd like, to, I'd, almost like, I'd like for my weight to fluctuate 100 pounds though. <laughs> hey, you're looking good. Don't worry, the Peloton is working for you. <laughs> Try to, man. Shit. Yeah, my second boss of the week. Uh, I didn't check this. I needed to check this out because I saw this at work. And, you know, obviously it was a not safe for work uh, website. Uh, but Keisha, Keisha Smith's OnlyFans. Uh, did anybody see this with uh, her, her coming out to her husband, uh, former number one pick Joe Smith, uh, told him that she's got an OnlyFans page and she's had one for about a year. She was a former adult star before they were married, so uh, Joe Joe wasn't very happy about it. Uh, It seemed like it was staged at first, but I saw a video today uh, that made me think that it wasn't staged. But uh, she was, you know, she's trying to make money for that family. Joe Smith's in financial trouble, and she's trying to she's just showing her pussy for a little money. (laughs) What's the big deal? Nothing wrong with that. Every time someone mentions OnlyFans, I'm like, who the fuck is paying for this? Yeah. Who is it? Who is it? I don't I don't know if I know anybody that, you know. That's a subscriber? Yeah. I mean, I, I was on her Twitter for a while just hoping to see just a picture, but nothing. Someone, I thought maybe would someone screenshot something or something. But, yeah, not only find a subscriber, but, hey, I mean, maybe for the right person. We'll see. Hey, I, if I can't find it within 10 minutes... It doesn't exist on the internet. There's a lot more pussies out there too. Yeah. All right. That's good. Let's uh, let's roll for the boss of the week. Five. That's it was you. I always win. It's you always, always win. Yeah. Let's re-roll that. Let's re-roll that. I don't want fucking loaded dice or something. Four. It was four. <laughs> the 49ers. The 49ers. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be honest. I forgot to do a boss of the week, so I just improv both of my bosses of the week. So no, right. I think I think we should give it to Joe. Let's roll again. 
One. Yeah. Is that Big Dog again? That was Big Dog, yeah. Wendell, boss of the week. Wendell, boss of the week. <laughs> All right. Moving on. So uh, we'll do run through our uh, quick games here. Came through dripping, dripping. Came through dripping, dripping. Came through dripping, dripping. Diamonds on my wrist, they dripping. Ice. Came through dripping, dripping. Survivor. Looks like Joe, you moved on with the Chargers. Jay moved on with the Lions. Uh, so just the two of you left. Pick them. As a three game lead on Sean Ditka. Uh, Andrew, weekly high 11. So that was nice. I think Chad maybe had 11 also, but must have beat him out on those uh, who scored the most or. I, I, I do you do those? I I do them, but I don't really even think about it. No, I don't do them at all. Um, uh, our guest won DFS last week, Big Dog. That was nice. It's been my saving. It's been my saving grace this year. I've had shit fantasy teams per usual, and uh, Pick'em sucks. Lost in Survivor last week, but DFS is there for me. There you go. Uh, uh, let's see, Booker finished second, 93rd. So maybe maybe a little pot energy. Um, maybe I'll get one. Doubt it. But uh, here's your lineup. Uh, D- You're due. Sure. All right. Here's your uh, lineup, Big. You got uh, Lamar, JT, Brees Hall, CD Lamb, AJ Brown, Amon Ra, Trey McBride, your boy, uh, Gibbs Nation, and Falcons D. Falcons D was. One I was on also, and I was hoping that was going to be a bigger point getter than uh, what they had turned out to be. But still a nice lineup Levis for you, Ball. Big Levis did yep, ball. Very happy with it. Uh, Trey McBride, guru play. So take it. No doubt. All right. Uh, good, bad, lucky. I've never been so jealous of Hayden and Holston for getting <laughs> that match. I'm thinking couples trip with Rick and Kylie. <laughs> Kylie in bikinis makes us a trip to remember. In Mexico City. <laughs> that picture of Kylie, though. Boy! Good Lord, Rick. <laughs> The good, the bad, and the lucky. I'll start off uh, with a with a weird good because I'm, I've been going with weird things the entire night. A one point seven eight billion dollar verdict in a civil suit this week. The civil suit is against. The National Association of Realtors. Uh, it was for conspiring to artificially inflate realtor commissions in home sales. So there's not an occupation in the world more worthless than real estate agents. I say that in a, I don't know why they call themselves agents. They don't do shit. All they do is fill out a template with your property information, and then they expect $10,000 for that. Fuck off, realtors. I'm glad you guys got fucking robbed. The only good thing about the real estate industry is the 
recent surge in realtor porn storylines. <laughs> those are nice. I do. I do enjoy those every once in a while. Oh, you have such a big kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll go. I'll go next. Uh, my good. How about Marcus Jordan? Uh, you know, he wants the goat to be his best man uh, at his wedding with uh, Larsa Pippen. Uh, my question is, do they wear uh, the Tuxedo 11s? Everybody, like all, all of them wear the Tuxedo 11s. I probably would. Marcus, 32. Larsa, 49. Um, yeah, so the goat basically doesn't want to do it, doesn't sound like. But uh, I saw some quotes where he says that his dad's just kind of fucking around. But... I don't know, man. I just don't. I don't know if MJ is going to do Pippin like that. That whole thing is gross. Just gross. Gross all around. <laughs> yeah, anything for free Jordans, though. I guess you got a good big dog. You want me to move? Uh, the BPFL as a whole. I think the uh, the addition of the seventh team to the playoffs, the addition of that extra roster spot. I think even though I been a shitty team it's been one of the more enjoyable years playing in this league i think that this really added a cherry on top to what we already had so props to everybody that put that in sounds like a little pro commissioner propaganda going on over there from someone in 08 a little surprised to hear that uh you got to give credit where credit's due so chad you still, you still yeah, got I, it. I agree with you. I like the the extra wild card as well. Uh, bad. Well, we already kind of mentioned baseball a little bit, but bad. The World Series ratings. Yeah. So I read that this is the lowest viewership for a World Series game ever. I mean, this thing has been on TV since the fucking forties. If there were TVs in the forties, I don't know. Probably. <laughs> Sounds right. But there's only just over 9 million viewers watching, you know, the Texas Rangers versus the Arizona Diamondbacks. I'm sure that that's a big contribution to why it's been so bad. But just think about this. Eight years ago, there were 40 million people watching Cubs versus the Indians. Oh, wow. I've caught a few games and I have to admit, I'm a baseball guy, but I still don't even know half the guys that are playing in this game you know, a lot of the starting pitchers, but once they start bringing in the bullpen, I don't know who these fucking guys are. I don't watch Rangers or Diamondbacks. Yeah. Uh, there has been a couple of good games, I will say. I pretty much watch pretty much some of every game. Um, but yeah, I mean, relievers, I mean, I used to probably know relievers when I was, you know, opening uh, wax of 1989 tops baseball cards. But after that, uh, don't really know relievers. Unless it's, you know, maybe the Cubs or something. But, yeah, it's tough. It's a different watch. And then when you have uh, full bullpen games, like, that's just fucking stupid. Like, don't you have a fifth starter? I don't get it. Yeah, apparently that's one of the things that MLB is looking to improve on, making starters go further in the game. I don't know how they're going to do that. I like the rule changes that they made this past year. The game does have a better pace. It definitely does. you know, we got Theo, Theo Epstein making decisions up there. Good things happen. Suffering from the same problem as the NBA, where realistically, if you shorten the season, it would be better for everything. But you, there's no real way to do it to keep everybody happy. Yeah. 
Stat nerds don't like that. They they they'd throw their arms up at that shit. And then the old traditionalist. Well, god damn it! When we played, it was 162, and that's the way it should be. Uh, how about Dwight Howard? Man, this guy <laughs> denies sexual assault allegations. Uh, met this guy on Instagram in May of 2021. Sent videos and pics. Apparently, likes to be called Kitty. So, yeah. <laughs> I was also another thing I was doing at work today, trying to trying to watch this video of Dwight Howard, but uh, wasn't an OnlyFans video. But he 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 did say something about like uh, like I can let my wood wherever I need to or something like that. Uh, but go ahead, Dwight. I mean, I can see why LeBron said you were a pussy. Kind of weird how uh, how the media responds to when Dwight Howard maybe sexually assaulted a man compared to when allegations were against Trevor Bauer and that girl, and it turned out to be a bunch of fucking bullshit. Believe yeah. all women, Joe. Yeah, believe <laughs> all, all women. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to get that one in, but you got a bad big dog. I do. It's the AFC West. I think Sean Payton's a cunt, and I love that he's getting his – he had a good win this weekend. But as a, as a whole, I'm glad he's getting his comeuppance there. Um, I, the Raiders just fired their – pretty much everybody. Uh, so, And they're uh, one of those, uh, like, middling teams, so they're not going to get the number one pick. They have some stars, but they didn't trade them. And now you have to hire somebody again. Did he last two years? Is that – McDaniels was. Yeah. Yes, I believe so. Sounds about right. So total clusterfuck in Vegas. Uh, I like the Chargers. I'm not going to besmirch them, uh, but their coach is shitty. But I love their talent, their roster. But now on to the somebody I'm holding a grudge against, and that's the Chiefs. I think their games are shit. And I'm talking about the post Tyreek era. I think their games are shit. I think they like Joe the way that you you call out the Packers for getting calls like that's every time I watch a Chiefs game that's how I feel. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's a lot of not that they're not good like they are like Andy Reid's good, Mom's is good, Kelsey's good, but um, I just can't fucking stand them and I am so tired of hearing about them and seeing them on commercials and uh, I think it was a fluke win in the Super Bowl but they they got it done but. Uh, I think that the the honeymoon is over there, and I think the NFL whoring out to Taylor Swift um, and even like discussing it, I think is it's pretty garbage. Considering you're the biggest thing, and you don't need any more spotlight. So to try right. and tie yourself in with another group, um, it's kind of like when they do the patriotic shit before the games. It's like this is an escape for everybody. Can we just not bring any of that other outside bullshit in? Can we just, you know, watch, watch the boys play. Damn it. Yeah. Trying to watch some football here. I'm already entertained enough. And, uh, I guess this past weekend, um, Mahomes didn't heed the advice of Mr. Pfizer and, uh, get his flu shot because, (laughs) uh, I heard he was struggling this weekend. So anyway, the AFC West, my bad. Yeah, Mr. Pfizer, Mr. Experian, Mr. whatever, MasterCard, whatever else he does. Every single other commercial is Travis Kelsey. This relationship's fake. I don't even want to waste any more time uh, talking about it, but it's fake. 
Yeah, Chiefs uh, definitely miss having a wide receiver that's good. Um, but they're not the same team for sure. And I can't believe that they didn't make a move. Like, just standing pat with that receiver room just seems like a really bad idea. Yeah, agree. All right, how about Lucky? All right, Lucky, real quick. Eight years ago today, you probably know where you were at. You were watching the Chicago Cubs break a hundred plus year curse and win the World Series. The game actually ended on November second, Eastern Time. Yeah, uh, took started on November first. So I'll always remember that day. We were all lucky to witness that. Could you imagine if they didn't win and we'd still be talking about this fucking <laughs> Bartman and Billy Goat and yeah. Mark Chapman like? Fucking shoot bullets in his garage at his girlfriend. <laughs> it, it was kind of bittersweet for me because I loved baseball growing up and always followed the Cubs like through the end. And it was kind of like blowing my wad there when they won. Because then after that, it's like it can't get better for me here. Like the, a game seven against another franchise that hadn't won in decades. Uh, it was just the perfect way to end it. And there's nothing I would see as a fan that's going to top that. So then they also went to like the marquee network or whatever, and I couldn't see their games anymore. So I've really fallen out of baseball. Like I, I don't know shit about baseball anymore. Hey, I'll give you my marquee password, $20 a month. It's not too bad. I actually canceled during the off season, but I'll restart when the season starts again. Right on. Nothing better than giving your money to a little Sinclair entertainment. And then it goes straight to the RNC. (laughs) We don't want to get too much into politics, but All right, my lucky, uh, anyone that got to go to the Billy String Show last night in Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, you had a wrestling theme, uh, which was pretty cool. Not big, not a big wrestling guy, but uh, they had everyone dressed up uh, in the band, and they had a couple other uh, guests that dressed up, but it was they had The Undertaker, Sting, Stone Cold, Macho Man, and then... Uh, Billy motherfucking strings was Hulk Hogan, of course. Uh, opened the second set with uh, the "I Am a Real American." Uh, came out in the Hulkamania gear. Uh, also, a couple other covers they played: uh, "Tub Thumping" by Chumbawamba, uh, "Johnny Be Good," "Enter Sandman," "Rusty Cage," and "Voodoo Child." So I saw some videos. Uh, had a couple of buddies that went. It looked fucking dope. Sounds like my kind of party. Yeah, for sure it was. I said, you got a lucky big dog? or uh... I, I, uh, I hate to make this a Wendell-centric podcast, but I actually did prepare for this one, and it was <laughs> Wendell. Uh, so uh, Saturday night, I was contemplating, do I, do I pick up Minshew and drop Dobbs, thinking this would be Dobbs' last start? And uh, so I had it. I put it in uh, as the waiver claim because he was uh, he wasn't coming through until Sunday morning, and uh, I thought that I had switched it out, but I got high and didn't, and so I ended up taking Minshew, and it was an eight point swing, and Wendell won by four points. Yikes! Uh, so, and then I had to pay all my waiver money to get Dobbs back on my roster once he got traded. So, uh, Wendell, lucky and good. Usually the waiver wire is your friend, big dog. You always lead in moves every single year. So yeah. sad to hear that I came back I, to bit you. Uh, and it was 
also I had the two Cardinals boys, DeMarcado and McBride, who went off, but then I had dropped the most important one. So, you know, kicking my own self for that one. That hurts. All right. There's your good, bad, lucky. We've, we've already spent almost 30 minutes uh, Jeez. on this first part. So let's fly through these jizz picks. Whatever happened to predictability? Think I'm going to try something that I ain't, I ain't never did before on this one. Let's go. Yeah, not much to say about these. Uh, there's only a couple really good matchups, but uh, let's see. Last week, though, uh, 07 went 2-1. Beans over Dog, Side over Night, and Plunge over Greg. 17-8 uh, on the season. So, 07 dominating. What's the first matchup this week, uh, Joe? It's Finley Bush versus Blaine. So this is basically uh, I'm on cruise control for the rest of the year after trading Diggs yep. and Blaine trying to fight his way back into the consolation bracket, it looks like. I, I think he's got a frisky little roster there. He does. Yeah, like I said, he always has just enough to be a contender in the consolation bracket. Yeah, Danny Dimes kind of sketch, uh, but yeah. That's pretty much the same thing I had. Yeah, I'm taking blame. Yep, blame. Yeah. Shake. All right, next matchup is another matchup that really doesn't matter much. Sorry, Big Dog. Randy versus Big Dog. It's a very gross matchup. Like, if you look at the rosters, this might be the worst one you see all year. Uh, yeah, uh, Davis also tanking. Uh, but Big Dog, uh, I think you get this one. Yeah, if, uh, if I can't scraped together enough points to beat Davs. Got a big problem over at Tub headquarters. <laughs> I was surprised. I said this to you earlier this week, Big Dog. I'm surprised how good Baker Mayfield has been this year. I looked at his stats and I'm like, yeah, he's actually decent. Yeah. Puts up decent weeks. Quietly decent enough to be a, a starter in a 16-team league. Yep, for sure. Taking you. All right, next matchup is kind of interesting. You wouldn't have thought it, but Jay versus Rick. Yeah. Jay obviously is missing Christian McCaffrey, which is huge, and Javante Williams. So he's uh, he's actually got decent um, backups, Justice Hill and James Cook, who has backfield right now. Yeah. Rick's missing Judy and Waller. And then yeah. he's got a shit RB2 and Miles Sanders. So Jay should be able to take this one home. Jay should win. I think it's going to be a small margin. Rick needs to find a tight end. His yep. current one, Waller, is out. And uh, his backup, Ertz, is on IR. So going to need to find a tight end. So we will see that move on Sunday morning, I'm sure. <laughs> but I will take Jay. Winning a squeaker. Yeah, that's what took Jay. Jay Bird. All right, here's a big matchup right here. This one, uh, big implications for two divisions. Jason, the, the, the leader of the thugs, taking on second place in the rats, come Fiesta, a.k.a. Sidecar, a.k.a. Lil Flip, a.k.a. Waiver Wire Wigs. 
Yeah, uh, going with uh, Mr. Mayo himself, right? Will Levis uh, at QB, Kincaid coming off a of TD. They're, they are frisky. That sidecar, they're tough. They, they have put together a good roster. With They've endured a lot this year, and they've kept it together. So uh, begrudgingly, I have to, to give them props for keeping it afloat. And they look pretty good this week, but Jason's roster is probably my favorite in the league right now. So I'm going to take Jason. Agreed. Jason's very strong. Taking him. Jason should win, but... I've said it before, rats just do special things, so I'm, I'm taking the sidecar. Mm-hmm. All right, there you have it. Uh, let's see, next matchup. It could have been the game of the week, but we have a, a better one even in store for you. This is number one, Greg, versus number four, Chad. So a couple powerhouses uh, facing off here. See, it's, it might be an early championship matchup that we get to see this week. Where does uh, where does Chad go at QB if uh, if Fields is fucked up for the rest of the year? Because it is, you know, you're, you're throwing thumb. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely hitting up the cell. Uh, I'm I'm not ready to sell yet. I'm I'm waiting till probably the deadline. Honestly, I'm trying to get a couple more wins, uh, but. Joe Burrow is available probably at the deadline, um, but that's maybe where he goes. But he's going to need some – he might need something before then. You're probably right, Big Dog. And then Greg, uh, ETN's on a bye this week, and his RB2 is really shit. Uh, so he might need to make a deal since this is such a big game, but we'll see. I don't know if he has much cash left. I don't know what he's done this year, if he has cash or he's not. He's still got a lot of cash, especially okay. for this upcoming year because he backloaded a trade earlier this year. I also think that Greg is in store for some kind of running back purchase this week. I don't know who's for sale. I haven't really been paying attention to it, but Greg has money and he has motivation to make yeah. that deal this it's, week. Uh, so many injuries going around, it's tough to lay down a ton of money and pick wrong and especially when you still have etn and Bijan robinson so you know he just has it for this week he's going to need somebody though when if one of those guys misses a week i'm going to take had in the highest scoring matchup this week yeah i'm on chat also i went with greg i don't like Derek carr at all uh but he is playing the bears but I still don't like him. Yeah, it's dump off city. Okay, moving on to the boy liking game of the week. And it's a Fall Stitch Brothers showdown. Yeah. Not going to be very interesting. Uh, both teams fading badly. Byron uh, is spiraling out of control uh, right now. He needs to fix this team. I know that he started out the season as maybe a butt pirate uh, candidate, but found himself at the top of the standings, and he probably needs to make a move. Yeah, it seems like this is the week to get back, though. I um, mean, going against Buzz's team, uh, not very good. Uh, in the Fallstitch Brother matchup, I'm taking Butter. Yep. Uh, yeah, he's he's falling apart, but it'll be interesting when he gets uh, Jefferson back 
what that squad looks like here in a few weeks, but he gets lucky with the buzz, the decimated Cubbies roster. Byron takes it easy. Agreed. Moving on to the upset of the week. All right, Jake. I got you right here. Wow. Stand strong. Prove us right. I'm taking you over Drummies, who has been spending money like a fucking maniac lately. It would be big to get a win this week. Uh, you know, I've been, been looking at the schedule. There's a couple on my eye that I think I can get it done. This would be a nice one, a, a surprise one. Uh, and, you know, obviously... My trade boy has been asking about different guys already this week, but I, I can't trade him anybody else this week. Uh, so I, I'd like to get the win. We'll see what happens. Music, I love your non-running backs on your team. I forgot. I completely forgot to add Burrow because he's been so poopy. Yeah. But now that he's rounding into form like and cups back, that's a pretty nice little roster there. It should have um, been. <laughs> and Nide... Uh, just making 08 proud with this roller coaster ride we've had all season with the money coming in and out and uh, contending, fighting, scrapping, clawing like only drummies can. Really respect it. And uh, music, if you get anything from your Arby's this week, I think you win. But I don't trust them, and I'm going nigh. Yeah, I don't trust them either. <laughs> I, I, I'm not even. I, I'm not even picking this game. But go ahead, you, Joe. You're taking me. Yep. Let's see. Let's see what happens. All right. Here we go. This one's a big one. The game of the week. All right. This is the matchup of the bidding war on digs. These are the two boys that were going back and forth. They were trying to... They were trying to buy digs, especially for this matchup. Jeremy needs a win, and Beans definitely needs a win. I think, um, you know, with how, how bad of luck he's had this year, he would drop to four and five uh, with a fucking awesome squad, yeah. which would be heartbreaking for Wendell. Um, let's just go through some of the matchups before we make picks. Uh, is there anybody that has better wide receivers than Wendell right now? Jamar Chase, Stefan Diggs, uh, Chris Godwin, his boy. Yeah. It's, it's a super strong team with a super high ceiling. If Tony Pollard could uh, put together, you know, he was super hot at the beginning of the year. He's kind of slowed down a little bit. Who's his RB2? Josh Jacobs. Uh, or Pollard. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he might need to make a move RB-wise because who knows what the Raiders are going to do from here on out. And he hasn't been good anyway. So He's got to win this week probably before he decides to make a move would be my guess. But That's true. That's true. For Jeremy, um, you know, he's got Josh Allen and Tyreek Hill which will always put him, you know, which will always give him a chance against anybody. Yeah, put you in the mix. Aaron Jones is finally healthy. The Stefan Diggs trade for Wendell puts it over the top. I think he, he might have won uh, without it, but if Jeremy got Diggs, I think that gives him the advantage. So 
I will go with beans and cornbread going to five and four, and Jeremy also going five and four. And opening the door for sidecar. I've been blowing the beans brokerage boy all night, and uh, I'm not going to stop now. The Diggs move was awesome. Uh, the, uh, the rally to beat me was the spark that's going to send him into the back end of the season. And the Queefs, they live and die with Josh Allen and Tyreek, and they're fucking awesome. But if one of those guys goes down, he's just a meh squad to me. And uh, with Jeremy and Wiggs possibly losing this weekend – Music that keeps yeah. that door slightly ajar. <laughs> we'll see, I guess. We'll see. A lot of things gotta happen. A lot of things. I'm going beans also. All right, there you go. There's your jizz picks. Uh, let's move on to Vegas. I remember being at one of Sam's summer league games. Uh, he's prob- I think you guys were maybe like in sixth or seventh grade or some <laughs> shit like that. And uh, I remember this guy. I don't remember who it was, but he came up to me and, he was, and uh, he's like, "You see that big kid over there for Plymouth?" And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "That's gonna be the next. That's the future of Plymouth basketball." Right there. <laughs> and I was like, "Sam?" And he was like, "No, the other, the big kid." And I was like, "Okay, who, what's his name?" And he was like, "Blaine Schaefer." Who was talking to you, Chris Locker? <laughs> Johnny, rise up your bow and play your fiddle hard. Cause hell's broke loose in Georgia and the devil deals the cards. And if you win, you get this shiny fiddle made of gold. But if you lose, the devil gets your soul. I love how you were watching junior high basketball, yeah, and then like you probably grade. were like, I'm going to be in a serious fantasy football league with these guys in about 10 years. <laughs> the ball is life, son. Johnny said, devil, just come on back if you ever want to try again. I done told you once, you son of a bitch, I'm the best as ever been. He played found a mountain, run, boy, run. Devil's in the house of the rising sun. The chicken in the bread pan are picking out dough. Granted, we don't fight no child, no. All right, for my spread pick, well, I went one and one again last week. So basically, what we're what are we even up for the year, Joe? Uh, we I went also went one and one last week, so we're twelve and fourteen overall. Mighty went an O and poopy two That's last all right. week. Uh, so we'll see if our guest does a little bit better this week. Lots of small spreads this week out in the NFL, so should make for some close matchups and obviously low scores with the terrible QB selection. Shitty, right now. yeah, shitty QBs. Uh, big dog, I took your, I took your boys, the Chiefs, at minus two and a half uh, at the Dolph, oh, against the Finns. It's in Germany, right? Uh, Mahomes fourteen and three straight up after a loss. So let's see him get it done this week. All right, for my spread pick this week, I will take Wendell's Tampa Bay Buccaneers plus three at the Texans. 
earlier this year, I was bragging about how the Texans were going to be my darling. I don't think the public has noticed yet, but they have not been very good the past couple weeks. People are whispering, has CJ Stroud been figured out? So (laughs) I think the Bucs are better than the public's giving them credit for. And you're going to give me three points? I'll take those three points. Thank you. Where's that game at, Joe? In Houston. Big Dog, you got a spread pick? Uh, so I'm having technical difficulties over here, but I would take whatever line the Browns are getting against the Cardinals starting, uh, is it yeah. Thune? Is that the, half, I think the I new saw. QB there? Eight and a half. I love that. I think Browns D will eat his, eat that ass up. Yeah, I do. I like that one too. I mean, that, that D. Yeah, that D line's just licking their chops, waiting to waiting to take out that rookie QB. If he is a rookie, I don't even know who he is. I don't either. There's quite a few of them. You posted them all today, and then yeah. I started thinking. Like Jay said, there was a couple more, and there there really are a few more. So there's probably what eight to ten, like second stringers at least. If you took out probably, I don't even know. There's probably only a handful of quarterbacks that aren't a first or second year quarterback or a quarterback that started out the year as a backup. There's probably yeah. only like eight, eight or so this week with all the buys too. Yep, it's a bad week for quarterback. Joe, I forgot to ask you uh, about the Bears and their dilemma. I wanted to know if you were the GM of uh, the Chicago franchise, how would you handle the first round picks and it seems like you, I would hope they had uh, assurance that yeah. sweat would resign with them because you're giving up a second for him. Yeah. But what I mean, if he fucks them and walks away, would you get rid of Eberflus or is it too early to say? Well, that, I think that's pretty obvious. I want to, I want to, we're going to pause here from Vegas and, and go to bears corner right here. So <laughs> I, I want to start off by saying, I have recognized my slowly declining fanhood to the Chicago Bears organization. You know, whether that is because I no longer live in Chicago or the, the rise in the importance of fantasy football in my life, you know? Yeah, teams don't matter as much. Right. Or the, or the departure of my beloved quarterback, Jay Cutler. I've realized that, you know, my hatred for the Green Bay Packers far outweighs my love for the Chicago Bears. You know, and, and I would... I would accept a decade of the Bears never winning a game if it meant that Finley Bush could capture just one championship. So I just wanted to put that love, out there. I do like the Bears, but love that attitude. Yeah. So uh, Montez Sweat trade. So we already talked about that. You know, that second round, third round, 50, 50 pick difference there for Chase Young. Um, and, you know, I thought it was funny today when Montez Sweat met with the Bears media, one of the reporters talking kind of about how uh, he's in control of negotiations right now, uh, because if they don't sign him, they look like fucking idiots. Um, they asked Montez Sweat, one reporter asked him if he realized if the Bears don't sign him to an extension, that he would have the team, quote unquote, bent over a barrel in negotiations. <laughs> And he started laughing and didn't even know what that meant. I guess, you know, it's an old antiquated <laughs> phrase. A 27-year-old uh, guy probably wouldn't understand, really know what that means. He probably was like, whoa, that was, that's weird. Let me uh, put this in your terms. So, <laughs> yeah. 
So, yeah, I don't mean when you compare it to the Chase Young trade, it looks awful. And obviously every Bears fan is jaded from trading a second round pick because of the obvious clown move that happened with Chase Clay Stool. So uh, you, you had that and then you had the like giving away Roquan to the Ravens and then signing somebody more expensive to replace him. And then which I don't know, maybe if it's the scheme, but how did how did the team that makes those moves fleece the Panthers the way that they did? Right. That yeah. that part blows my mind. They I mean, obviously the must they be obviously that shit. wanted to move on from DJ Moore, I guess. I don't know. That that one never made sense to me. You know, uh, when you asked what can we do to fix this, I've realized, you know, over the years, you know, my strength is not fixing things. My strength is criticizing things when they're wrong. So that's what I'm good <laughs> at. So here's a few criticisms that I came up with that I can point out the Bears need to stop fucking it up. How about stop hiring defensive-minded geniuses that come in and just run base cover two defense on every play? Like, how fucking hard is that? I could do that. I could go, hey, base cover two on this play. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why they keep hiring it. It doesn't take much skill. And maybe next time when they look to hire a coach, let's not roll out old sacks, 86-year-old Bill fucking Pullian and pay him $500,000 consulting fee to tell the team <laughs> Colts coordinator to hire. Like what the fuck? This it's. I mean, the McCaskey family that owns the Bears is an embarrassment, and the less they have to do with the organization, the better. <laughs> but you know, if the bear if the Bears come in with really good draft picks, I want them to draft one of the top two quarterbacks, Williams or May, one of them. But I also, you know, one thing I want is I also want a good veteran quarterback that you plan on being the starter in twenty twenty four. That was the plan with Mahomes when he came in. Um, Alex Smith was there. They need to see a professional and how it's done. Maybe not Andy Dalton this time, like last time when the Bears went in and got a – or Longneck. I can't think what the guy's name is. Uh, so, yeah. I can't like, think of his name either. Yeah. yeah. Everybody talks about the guys that they passed over to take Trubisky, but at the same time – you had John Fox as your head coach and no other quarterback in the room. So even if you did have one of those guys, the system that you're bringing them up in is going to be shit. They're going to be surrounded by shit. So why would they ever develop into what they ultimately became? So like I shouts to music and Colts nation. I feel like they nailed it with their QB coach combo and the way that they move forward that way. Like, like Joe said, like instead of hiring like a defensive minded coach that right. doesn't have a defense to work with, you hire somebody that can like make do with shit parts and run an offense. That's better than, I mean, average or better than average. Yeah. Or do what the bears did where they hired the head coach and then they hire the GM who is above the head coach and then hire a president after that. They're, they're fucking ass backwards. I mean, everything they do is a fucking embarrassment. I yeah. think they, I think they need to trade Justin Fields too. I mean, I was I was off two years ago. He kind of was a mirage in the middle of the year last year. Uh, still, never showed that he could pass. But I think you could trade him away for a second rounder. I think yeah. somebody. I think he, that's where you recoup the the second that you gave up for Sweat is trade him to the Falcons or somebody along those lines. That I don't know. I'd love to see Fields with that Falcon setup. I think he'd yeah. fit with those pieces. Uh, but as far as the, uh, the new quarterbacks go, 
uh, coming out next year. I'm going to have a hot take for you. Uh, after seeing Caleb Williams get rocked by Notre Dame and then kind of his body language and stuff afterwards, and I'm, I'm not saying he's not good. Like, I think he, he has, like, you know, special skills. But at the same time, I think he's kind of a crybaby bitch that if he's not in the perfect setup, he's going to flounder. And it's going to be not – not necessarily like Kyler Murray, but in a similar circumstance where it's got to be lined up just right for him. Uh, I am a personal fan of Shadur Sanders. I don't think he's going to come out this year. But Ooh. if he did and went to a good team and then you know didn't have to backpack the franchise, that could be really interesting. But I'm going to put it down now. Like As far as like leadership goes, he never throws anybody on the bus. He's gotten his ass kicked all year because he doesn't have an O-line or defense. Yeah. And uh, he's just like, consistent and uh i really like what i've seen from shadur so uh i like may a lot um but i i don't envy the bears in the position they put themselves in because i don't know if there's uh, a sure thing in any direction they go obviously uh marvin harrison jr needs to be a priority too uh, yeah but i would say so i would love for the bears organization to ruin, give it get a chance to ruin him too <laughs> so yeah that's bear's corner we're out of it all right uh where were we, were we in the over under sections now we're at the over unders go ahead jake uh i went commies pats under 40 and a half pats ranked 31st in the nfl in scoring at just under 15 a game uh so that equals under 40 and a half all right, we're talking about this terrible quarterback matchup. I'm taking Falcons-Vikings under 38-and-a-half. Um, it's a low number, but they're two really bad teams. And the Falcons, I think, are one of the slowest teams in, in getting play calls in, so they want they just want to muck every game up and slow it down and run the least amount of plays as possible, so under 38-and-a-half. I'm interested to see Heineke. Uh, and what he looks like compared to Ritter, because Ritter's yeah. been frustrating to watch. Uh, Heineke's been kind of fun. Like when he was with the Commanders, it was uh, somewhat enjoyable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I'm I'm with Joe on that. I would like that under as well. And if I threw out a different one, I don't know what the number is, but the Thursday night game, um, a rookie QB against Pittsburgh's defense, and uh, a Thursday night game on top of that. I like the thirty-six under. and a half. Yeah, and uh, Pickett is kind of hurt. I think he's playing. Yeah, it could be Trubisky. Yeah. Thursday under. Trubisky Levis on a Thursday. Right. I'm not stacking that game. All right, there you go. There's our Vegas picks. All right, here we go. Uh, Best of group me. I didn't do it, Joe. <laughs> no, good. I, I did. So it was another jam-packed week. I love this fucking league. The the group me is active. It's hilarious. It's creative. So I like seeing that. Let's start off from last week. Nighty 
posted the hilarious pic of Carrie Edison, or as he called her, the <laughs> gun-toting whore, as he referred to me last week, with Martindale, photoshopped sitting in the back of the pickup truck, drinking out of a red Solo cup. I'd love to hear the story behind that photoshop. It was a good yeah, one. Made me chuckle. Uh, Byron responding to the pod's unanswered question from last week. He says, RIP Menominee Magic. They are now the Menominee Mustangs. And uh, Greg, Greg responds with, I hope as a pro Camaro podcast that the Mustang name change will be disavowed. He's right. Disavowed. As a former Camaro owner, I yeah. have to side with Greg on that one. What did you trade your Camaro in for? A fucking Chevy Equinox. <laughs> Great gas mileage. Great gas mileage. I miss that car. I fucking loved that car. It was pretty cool. Nice color. Yeah, the, the RS. So yeah. Not just the standard, baby. No, you upgraded. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Byron also gave a shout out to his mother-in-law, Mrs. Height, who is currently working through her year 39 as an educator. We're also pro teacher uh, on this on this podcast. Maybe not pro teacher union, if you know what I mean, Mrs. Cryer. <laughs> Mrs. Cryer. Uh, okay, <laughs> inside joke for the, the Plymouth folk out there. Uh, on Sunday, so we're jumping ahead on Sunday. Wickens comes through with maybe one of the greatest photoshops we've seen. He photoshopped the Pod Boys' heads along with Brenna and Nighty for the. Uh, college game day crew, all picking Nighty to win this past week. Uh, and then he also photoshopped his own head over the, the famous Michael Jordan meme, and I took that personally. Yeah, that was pretty good. Well pretty done. good. Top okay. shelf wigs. Well done. Yeah, maybe the best photoshop we've seen since the Nighty mustard costume with Hillary Clinton in the red jumpsuit. <laughs> Dog, I think you were the creator of that. That was some of my best work. Uh, Wickens then goes on to proclaim his weekend score with huge parlays and an 1,800 win at the Horseshoe Casino in beautiful Anderson, Indiana. What yeah, a I mean, weekend. a big weekend for Wigs, man. That that was a what was it? One, two, three, four, six team uh, parlay. That's that's tough, man. I wonder what he was playing roulette. I know he's a roulette player, so I don't know if he uh, hit big on black twenty-two or or what. Uh, Probably 69 would be my guess. (laughs) Green double zero. Jason responds, now May 170 score this week in fantasy is getting overlooked by Felix and Oscar, which is a great uh, reference to the Odd Couple TV show, a Nick at Night classic. Uh, And I thought 90s Monday morning write-up was even better than usual this past week. Yeah. He up his game. So, I mean, there's a bunch of references I wrote down here. Talking about how Wiggs had a money-filled weekend night, he says, kind of reminds me in college when he got like $10,000 from the military <laughs> and then spent it all in 18 hours on obsolete te- technology. <laughs> Assuming that Farley is already blown on a PS5 and a Pornhub AI experience. Uh Nighty, when talking about Randy's big fantasy football score this week, he says, I haven't seen Davis burst a load this big since a blessed Sunday afternoon in 2008 when Danielle was rebounding for him at the Red House. 
Holy shit, what an explosion. <laughs> he knows he knows everywhere that Randy's dick's been. It's kind of weird. <laughs> but also cool, you know, cool relationship. Uh on the other side of Randy's victory was a Jeremy loss. And uh, Nighty says, Ann Quifa chose a bad day to bark up OH tree. Similar to when his 07 meat buddies, Simon Walder and Juan Pinado, came to the Red House trying to get Kenzie Miller out of there. Chafe was guarding the door and said, no way, Jose. Simon <laughs> said, no, his name is Juan. <laughs> Then that douchey Mustang of his peeled out and Davis got his nut. Makes me kind of sad, actually, that Chafe and I were sitting on the porch while Randy was inside. But oh, well, such is life. Yeah, sounds good. That was fantastic. I never heard that before. And uh, earlier uh, in the summer, uh, I got to spend a weekend with Nighty for Martindale's bachelor party. And he was dropping stories like that from Danielle and just hitting home runs. And he's really, this year, he's just been uh, on pace with some fucking stories. Uh, just yeah. 90s on top of his game. 08 went to like the the school of Tommy Holloway on how to be romantic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, stories, you know, in 2023 might be, uh, might be a little questionable now. But... <laughs> We're pro-sex in this uh, in this pod. Absolutely. There's a lot of action in that red house, too, man. Yeah. I don't even know what, what he's talking about, red house. Is that the Davis old house or something? Yeah. Yeah, Janelle's. All right. More Nighty references. When talking about Jason's big score last week, Nighty says, DDS gets his assumingly first ever high point man and now can maybe lower his price-gouging prices on his constantly pushed Invisalign at the office. <laughs> All right. Last nighty, refer- last nighty Monday morning write-up uh, reference. When, and it's another sex story. When talking about how Chafe could get a comeback win on Monday Night Football, Nighty says... Greg gets the rare dud from Mahomes and leaves the door open for Shafe for a Monday night football miracle. And let me tell you something, it didn't work out well for Greg Payne when he left the door open for Shafe one night, so hoping the same goes for Greg tonight. Not the finger-blasting part, just the shit pointing the dub part. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, Nighty, great work this past week. Always entertaining, but this one especially had me uh, had a smile on my face reading that. You know, just mid-season just, form. Just just scrolling back through here while you're while you're reading, almost every one of these has ten or eleven likes. <laughs> so if that tells you anything, good stories. Uh, yep, and another. 08 sex story. After Wendell spends $145 on digs to face Anquifa this week, Jeremy says, Last time I saw someone that scared of queefs is nighed in the basement of Ren's house with Whitney Yakey. <laughs> uh, I haven't heard about that one. That, that sounds nice. Uh, Nighty responds with, I believe I was using my thumb to combat those that night. <laughs> Good God. All right. Uh, and this final and the final one. 
right before the pod tonight, uh, Wiggs posted a PFF article quoting Gus Edwards saying, I'm ready for it. I'm hoping I get a big load again this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, timely post. Post the same pic with Jenny Hershey's picture photoshopped on that spot. <laughs> That big load again this week. <laughs> I hope uh, didn't, or I hope uh, I hope Wiccans didn't like that. You know, it, it might cause friction in the uh, house. And I I gotta uh, give a shout out to Jay for sending that my way and giving me the idea. And uh, don't take a personal Cree. That was just silved up on a sil- silver platter. <laughs> Too easy. That's easy. That's what Jay would say. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. So that, yep, that was best of group me. Terrific week as usual. No? Big dog, I'm sure you have something, don't you? Well, it's, uh, it's another, uh, we're about a year away from another presidential election. Uh, and the last times that we've had a, going into like a presidential election year, I won in 2016. The anti-guru won going into 2020. So now the big question is, who represents BPFL heading into the next four years? And uh, I think we need some stability, some real leadership. And that's why I think either, and I'm going to, a heretic statement here, but I think it's 07's year. Yeah. And Wendell and Jason, somebody needs to bring some stability into 2024. And we're counting on you. It's one of the two, huh? I don't. We just don't need any more anti's going into presidential years. It hasn't hasn't worked out well the last couple tries. Yeah, yeah, you're right. If Knighty wins this league, it's going to be. I mean, is it going to set a trend for craziness every single year? People are going to be buying and selling and. Who knows? It's like, I don't know who he would be the, uh, would it be like if Elizabeth Warren won the presidential election? <laughs> more more Kamala Harris, I think. <laughs> it's definitely a fun way to play, it seems like. Uh, yeah, I mean, it takes the right person to be able to do all the negotiations, but it's it's definitely a, it's definitely a, a different way to play. I mean, Big Dog plays a certain way, we all know. He, um, but, 90, I have to say, 90 inspires what i do like the shit that he pulls is like fuck if he's gonna do that i might as well right absolutely absolutely it makes me question if i should be selling when he's five spots down in the standings from me and and i'm selling i'm like what am i doing i still got a chance if he's got a chance right and unlike the nfl our league has trade deadlines where they should be where you got plenty of time to figure out who's competing and who's not and you got a lot more left to go, but I think since there is no waiver wire this year, that I think that's helped us with the with the trade because there's like it used to just be the big blockbusters. Now we've had a few that are kind of in that pretty reasonable amount. Yeah, seems like to me. I don't know. I don't have any data on that. I'm just just a vibe. Yeah, it's feel. It's a feel thing. For sure. Yep. I guess. Um... I got one thing I just want to say in closing thoughts. I, I just wanted to acknowledge how much I appreciate this league. You know, everything it brings. All of us have all kinds of stuff going on in our lives. We got jobs. We got family responsibilities. We not, might not be the, the best employees, but we show yeah. up every day. That's half the battle is what I'm told. Yeah. So 
good on the league, you know. Life would be bland without the jokes of the people that uh, in this league. Like, there's some funny fucks that we're oh, friends yeah. with, and I think we're really lucky. Yeah, the majority of people in this league still find time, you know, with all that going on, check their teams, submit waivers, respond to trade requests, uh, timely matter. You know, just I'm in another league. I was just talking about this. I'm literally begging people to make moves, to even just look at the fucking waiver wire and do something. In this league, you know, we got six guys that put bids on fucking Will Levis in week nine. So, yeah. Just another example, I'm messaging Jeremy uh, yesterday during the workday. He's an emergency room doctor, probably high pressure dealing with a bunch of shit and still takes the time to to respond to my numerous messages about Diggs and, and Wendell raising his raising the bid. It was just it's, it's kind of crazy when you think about how much time probably and thought is spent on this league. And I just want to say this league, it's special, you know. My browser stays open about nine months out of the year at work, so that never close it. I always leave it open on that page. All right. Uh, that was good. Uh, thanks for coming on, big dog. Uh, good shit, as always. Hey, lovely as always. Good to talk to you, boys. For sure. Um, maybe you got a song to tell Joe after I tell after I say this. So, Joe, play that motherfucking outro. The way you feel, and baby bubble, we gon' keep it on the real. And just to get you caught up in amazement, we puffin' on Cuban, so it might get dangerous. Now when it listen, you can sit on Bizzack, and let the Bizzack, Bizzack, ride the Trizzack. Ha-ha, how you feelin'? I'm out to sell it. Riding like a villain, making a killer, thriller. The crowd with my new hairdo, outfits from Hugh. $50 socks, $100,000 shoes. Man, I get a boost to them suck MCs. Who you be? You know who I be. Young nigga, I'm a show. What we rolling, dog? We got to get paid, make your money. Oh, y'all. I mean, I steps to the stage in my G-Boy stand. And say a few rhymes to make your girl want to dance. I'm so fly like a dub. I come from up above. You're tripping on your girl, cause she show me love. Nigga, don't beat me. Cause if you beat them, you don't need them. You lay your hands on me, be watch how fast they take your freedom. I delete them and don't mistreat them. I stay up on them, but that's one to grow on. Let me follow You can rock to the rhythm, you see. Or you can rock to the rhythm of me. Me. When you do your thing, make sure you do your thing on the hang and everything. It's everything, man. I'm on this paper chase like them white boy DAs was on the case. But you know, I ain't trying to floss, but a murder, murder, murder was the case that they lost. I'm stuck.